0: Thompson. On the show today we're heading back up north to chat to the experts in both Whangarei and Walkworth on why their area makes such a great investment opportunity plus how you can sign up to be a sales agent with their teams. Welcome to Property Matters. Kia ora and welcome to Property Matters. I'm Stephen Dello. It's great to have you here for another week. We've got a busy week. We're checking straight back up north again to find out more about this unique space in Northland and how it can be not only a wonderful place to live, but to work and to invest. Now, this week we're heading back up north to chat this time to the branch manager of Barfoot and Thompson's Whangarei branch, Steve Sharp. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to have you here. Now, look, before we sort of delve into an investment conversation around the north, tell us a little bit about yourself and your own real estate journey.
1: Okay. Uh, 12 years I've been in real estate. Um, I was with LJ Hooker to start with up here and uh, got, you know, pretty high up in there. I was, I was one of the top salespeople in the office for quite a long time. Um, top three uh, percent throughout New Zealand and Australia um, for a couple of years. So yeah, I was really successful as a salesperson. Um, prior to that, I was a professional photographer for f- for 15 years. Will come in handy in uh, real estate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, then before, I've been self-employed since I was 18, basically. So always been self-motivated and and driven.
0: Yeah, self-motivation, that that's, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit later about what makes a good salesperson, but, uh, you know, I'm guessing self-motivation is a biggie. Yeah, huge part of it, absolutely. Yeah, how do you um train yourself for that, do you think?
1: Uh, honestly, I, you know, there's a lot of training that I've been through throughout the years where they try and encourage salespeople to, you know, work harder, do more, all of that sort of thing. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, you know, people have to have it within themselves, the drive and determination to succeed. And uh, I've been working alongside people that, you know, they take those psychometric tests and things like that. And and um, some of my colleagues over the years, their tests have said they should never be a salesperson. Yeah. And uh, they see those and, and go, well, stuff that. And they go out and they work because they're yeah. determined to prove that test was wrong. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're, drive to succeed is greater than, you
0: know, their fear of failure, you know, they don't want to fail. So, yeah, but you've got to have that in you, I think. Oh, it's, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. What excited you about the position of branch manager for Whangarei? Uh, it was the challenge of growing a business, I think. Uh, I mean, Fongray is a
1: tough market. We've got 23 different companies here um, that are operating in. Wow. Five of them are cut price companies, you know, with their $10,000 plus commissions and things like that. So it's uh, it is a really really um, tough environment, and it's like its own little ecosystem, really, as far as uh, real estate. So uh, you know, I know Auckland's the big market, but you know, here I think people rock into Whangarei and think, oh, you know, well, you know, there's new companies that are started, and I think they they think they'll turn up and, and do really well, but often they don't last long because the competition is just that fierce
0: up here. So yeah. I'll let you have a little uh, commercial plug here, I guess, because uh, I'm curious, you know, with that sort of competition in a small space, and as you say, the the cut price ones, what do you think makes Barfoot and Thompson stand out? And what, you know, is it the reputation and the trust of the brand? Oh, well, there's a couple of different factors
1: there. I think um, having such a huge market share in Auckland certainly helps us up here. Uh, we get Aucklanders that will come up here and just come straight to us. So, right. um, certainly that's a bonus. Uh, but, you know, as far as um, all of the other companies in town, we just got to carry on doing what we're doing. You know, we, mm-hmm. if you focus too much on what the competition's doing and take your eye off what you're doing, yeah. um, you tend to get a bit lost. So, you know, everything. I'm doing up here, it's about improving every aspect of the business. and uh, luckily I've got a team that um, when I came along, you know I knew very little about any of them, but um, there's they're such a great team of people here and there's no egos, it's you know just people that really want to do best by their clients, which you couldn't ask for for better than that with salespeople. so
0: fantastic. what what is it that you love about North as an area, the sort of the whole Northland region? Oh,
1: well, you know, the beaches, obviously, it's, um I live sort of partway between Whangarei and, and the Tutukaka coast. And so we're not far away from that. But there's some beautiful cafes around. Uh, it's big enough, Whangarei is big enough that you can have, you know, all the different chain shops and things like that and, and get whatever you need without having to go into Auckland. Um, but it's also small enough that you don't stress about rush hour traffic. It's really, you know, 20 minutes is probably it. Uh, and so there's not difficulty getting around. You get from one side of town to the other within you know, 15, 20 minutes. So, um, yeah,
0: that's what I, I enjoy
1: about Whangarei is the ease of access to everything.
0: Yeah, it really has that, that mix of city and rural. And it's kind yeah. of got it right, hasn't it? I mean, I remember years and years ago in a previous life doing some teaching at Nangaru School out on the coast. And you'd have your, you know, the the ones that kids that arrived by car. And then there was a couple that <laughs> would arrive by horse, but yes. we'd also have to wait for the bell to ring when the um rowboat dinghy has come across (laughs) from the little island depending on the tide and then that determined the start of the day which I used to always chuckle about as someone who works to a very scheduled day I loved it absolutely beautiful it is certainly it's a unique sort of environment up here and
1: and, uh, we've got a lot huge artistic community up here and things like that so it's
0: um no it really is a wonderful place to live now it's been a tough time of late so how are your teams coping in the current market and post cyclones
1: yeah well it's it certainly has been a lot quieter especially over the February period with the, the weather and, and the events that we had going on um but you know having said that there's still buyers out there which unlike 2011 12 13 uh I was just talking to Campbell Denoon the the auctioneer just before about this you know he was saying it's a really tough time in Auckland but um you know I was selling houses 2011 12 13 where we'd be marketing properties for nine months, 12 months, things like that. And you wouldn't have anyone through for a month, you know? And and so to get someone through, one person through an open home was awesome. Now we're still getting, you know, twos and threes and fours. Really good properties are still getting 15 groups through them. So it's not a, a dead market. It's yeah, just yeah. not as busy as it was a year ago. And so, uh, you know, the newer salespeople that haven't been in a down market, are thinking it's it's a bad market but then they don't have the comparison of what it was like 10 years ago you
0: know so yeah, yeah. and I guess it comes back to what you said at the start that self motivation now's the time for sale they've got to be motivated they've got to be out there trying different ways to market yeah Um. why do you think the north makes a great investment opportunity because our show we have a lot of landlords and investors listening why right. should they look at north as an option Well, the cost of housing up here, you know, compared to Auckland, it's still
1: relatively cheap Um, and rentals, there's a huge demand for rental properties up here. Uh, You know, we've got, um, well, I won't go into how many properties we're managing, but you know, we've never got more than uh, 10 or so properties available and uh, the demand for them is huge, but we're very picky about our tenants. So, um, we make sure we're only putting good tenants into our properties. Uh, but yeah, it's as far as return on investment, it's actually, you're probably getting a couple of percent better return on investment here in Whangarei than you would be in Auckland. Mm. So, you know, you might be looking at six, five, six, seven 7% sort of thing for a a, a rental investment. That's but great. it depends, it depends again on location. So, yes. you know, if you want a, uh, um, a, a better return, then you buy in a, a lesser location, and get a better, better rental return, but your, your upkeep's always going to be um, mm. you know, a bit more work. Uh, whereas if you're buying for capital gain and you want a better area and a better quality of tenant with good school zones and things like that, Fongaro um, rents sort of cap out at about $800 a week, and that would be for a massive $2 million mansion. You know? You're know, right. you not going to get much more right. than that. Whereas yeah. the average rent for, for your average home is... is somewhere in the 600, 650 range. So, you know, there's not a lot of difference between that and and the 800, but most
0: people can't afford 800 a week. So, yeah, because the incomes up here are lower. Yeah, You've segued nicely into my next question, and, and that was what advice would you have for someone looking at purchasing an investment property in the north? And you've just mentioned, you know, obviously the location's a key part. Is there anything else that we should be looking for? I mean, is there... Sort of the the ones, the three in Auckland, it's the three bedroom brick and tile that's going to go quick. What sort of things should we be looking for in Northland?
1: Um, up here, I mean, you've got a, a variety of different housing around the city. So, you know, you can have uh, suburbs where it's the you'd have a great street right next to a really bad street. So, you know, it's a, I, I would say talk to the local people, to the local salespeople about it um, when you're looking to buy a property. Because uh, there can be quite a bit of difference, you know, between um, one end of a street and another. And uh, if you're buying for a specific reason, um, whether it's capital gain or return, you know, you want to have all your your ducks in a row and know exactly what you're getting into. Um, but up here, I, I think most people like to have a little bit of room around themselves. So uh, some of the Average areas, um, Tikipanga, Morningside, places like that, you're getting a, a decent 1960s weatherboard home uh, on a seven or 800 square metre section. And, uh, you know, they've been around for 50 or 60 years and they'll they'll stand the test of time. And as long as they're
0: up to the healthy home standard, then you're all good. Yeah. Are people getting more conscious where they purchase post a cyclone, do you think? Sort of thinking about those valleys and I, I guess yeah. down here was big in Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, we didn't actually bear the brunt of that last cyclone as badly as Auckland and Hawke's Bay did. So uh, I think we certainly had a lot of rain. um, But in our portfolio, I think we only had two or three properties that had any issues, and that was mainly trees falling on properties and things like that from the winds. Um, But as far as flooding, there wasn't a huge amount of actual flooding in houses going on up here. We had areas around the city that were flooded. But um, yeah, most of the houses were pretty good.
0: That's good. Now, thinking of your years of experience out there in real estate, what advice would you give a first-time investor trying to get on the ladder who perhaps is listening, going, Northland might be an option for me where Auckland has been a little difficult? Absolutely.
1: Well, I think... With anything, um, it's like the question, you know, when's a good time to have kids? There's never a good time. Just do it. You know, you've yeah, got to, yeah. with with property, you've just got to get your foot on the ladder because there's people I know of that have been looking for years and years and they keep procrastinating and they they just never get on the market. And, uh, you know, now's a great time to buy. The market's slower. There's less buyers out there, less competition. So property prices are down a little bit. You know, they're probably down 10 or 15% on what they were a year ago. Um so yeah, just look at any long-term graphs. You know, the, the trend is always upwards for for property. The market's not going to crash. So I think now's a great
0: time to be buying. And uh, yeah, houses aren't going to get any cheaper. Brilliant. Now, switching hats now to, you know, running your team there at the branch, when it comes to a career path, why do you think people should still consider real estate?
1: Uh, I I can speak from a personal perspective I think because having been a salesperson for 12 years it's one of those careers that I don't think anything compares to it because you've got this amazing flexibility with your time if your kids are sick you can stay home juggle a few meetings things like that you've got colleagues that can cover you Um, but it's there's no other career that offers the income potential that real estate does. You know, you can earn more than the prime minister in, in selling real estate in Whangarei, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if you're good at what you do and you love what you do and you're committed to being the best at what you do, you will succeed. And uh, there's there's just nothing like it. And the rush of, um, you know, beating competition, you know, beating the opposition to getting listings and things like that. It's a fantastic uh, uh,
0: adrenaline boost, you know, keeps you going. You should call Jacinda up. She might be keen. Might
1: <laughs> <Well, I> want <laughs> okay. a job, do you think?
0: Yeah, next career move. <laughs> um, what makes a real estate member stand out from the rest, do you think, a sales agent? Personally, I think it's resilience and perseverance.
1: Um, the ability for someone to be able to get out of bed every day, push yourself regardless of what happened the day before because mm. there's highs and lows in real estate. And you just have to learn to um, you know, brush them off and get on with the job. Uh, some of the the best real estate people, like I said before, should never have succeeded. But it comes down to determination and resilience. And uh, success in this industry is not guaranteed. You have to fight for everything you get. And uh, I've always believed the harder you work, the luckier you get. So, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly get out there and get into it and just
0: burn your bridges. <laughs> Brilliant. What do you think has been your most challenging moment in real estate to date?
1: Yeah, I had to think about that one a little bit. Um, I mean, there's lots of challenges in real estate, but I think one of the hardest aspects of it is uh, it can also be one of the most rewarding things, and that's uh, helping people that are going through really emotionally difficult times, like um, the death of um, partners, and they just can't be able to be in the house, or mm-hmm. you know, parents and things like that um divorces can be really really tricky uh so being able to be empathetic to people's situations and helping them to get the best outcome um i think is probably the most rewarding part of
0: the uh the job but it's also one of the hardest parts of the job Mm, absolutely so what are you looking forward to this year and beyond uh certainly it's
1: growing the business um mostly through innovation and obviously enthusiasm and perseverance as well but uh, I'm trying to just change uh change the way we do things and and bring other uh industries um, innovations into what we're doing here so whether that be software or or technologies and things like that uh you know we want to make every um, every change count so for me it's about growing the business in in a unique way hopefully so yeah that's, that's my path.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. And only a week ago, we chatted to your head of property management, Janine. So we get an all-round sense of how busy the Whangarei branch is, but that you're there for both sales and rentals. If anyone wants to check them out, they're based right in the heart of the city or head to barfoot.co.nz forward slash Whangarei. Steve, thanks for your time today on Property Matters. No worries. Thanks very much, Stephen. Now this week we're staying up north, but traveling down now from Whangarei, heading back towards Auckland and stopping off at the wonderful, beautiful place of Walkworth. And I'm joined by the team from Barfoot and Thompson Walkworth, Marin the branch manager, and Philip, the head of property management. Welcome to Property Matters. Thank you, Stephen.
2: Yeah, happy to be here.
0: It's great to have you here. So look, before we talk about your wonderful era, area, tell us a little bit about yourself and your own real estate journey. Wanna go first? Sure thing,
2: yeah. Um oh, mine's mine's come and gone a little bit, I think. I um my first experience was property management was when I was back in university, I was doing disaster risk management at Portsmouth University. And we're going way, way back now to the early 2000s. Um when when I was at university, the um, the flood, sorry, the tsunami happened in Thailand. Wow. And this was the only course in the world about managing disaster and risk together. And we lost all our lecturers so we got put into the property management class wow Um, and that was my first taste and i thought i was after a bit more of adventure and i was going to go work abroad and deal with these disasters worldwide um and then six years ago a job in property management turned up close to me in a and um it was looking after 130 properties that Probably um, weren't subject to the same extreme amount of risk that you would get with a tsunami. And it fitted into my life cycle pretty well. So um, I was happy to take it on. um, And since then, I've loved it, to be honest. Um, Worked with a big team and taken a step to move further up into walkworth and look after the office here with Merriman.
0: Brilliant. What is it you love about property management so much? Uh,
2: In one word, it's got to be the people. Okay. working with a team, when there are kind of like storms coming through, or severe situations, like you really feel like you're getting through something with with the, the team around you. And also the people in the tents. Um, you think about it, I'm looking after 130 homes, but more realistically, I'm looking after 130 families. Mm. And that's the way I like to think about it, you get to meet so many people in the local community. Every time I go shopping, or out for a coffee, there's someone to wave and say hello to. I really feel like I'm part of the community and giving something back rather than just, you know, just
0: enjoying being where I am. That's brilliant. Well, Maren, it sounds like you've got a good staff member there, especially someone with some crisis management uh, experience as cyclones <laughs> like to whip through now. Tell us a little bit about your journey in real estate that led you into this role.
3: Okay, well, I I've, I've, I've come from a varied background of uh, health, science uh hospitality sports and now real estate and i've been in real estate since 2007 uh most of the time working for barton thompson which is a great company to work for and i was working with my wife geraldine until um, i got a secured manager job Uh, i was previously a sales manager as well and had a bit of a, a flair for um Pushing the boundaries and uh, disrupting the status quo, let's put it that way. So, um, where I worked previously, we actually, you know, increased the market share and did a lot of community uh, engagement, which really relates itself to the Walkworth area. And as, as you can see from the uh, the plaque behind me, we've got sixteen suburbs within our thirty-kilometer radius that we serve, and it's. Um, quite a feat in itself because we have one office covering that whole area um, and a dynamic team who travel across all of those suburbs to provide a great
0: service. What is it that you love about your whole area and region that you think attracts people to either live or rent there?
3: You know, I think the community more than anything else um it's a small village community in walkworth it's a small village community in matakana every suburb has its own little village setting and each one is very protective and very um cautious about what they do with their area so it's it's a very well protected area as far as um environmental and also um the market the way the businesses run um, themselves, they really do look after the community. And we do that as well. We have sausage sizzles uh, on a regular basis to raise money for charity. Um, We've raised money for over 18 uh, local charities so far. And the most recent was the Cyclone and Flood Victims. um, The last sausage sizzle we did, we raised over $2,800. So that, that was great. And you know, it's a very giving community. That's what I'd like to say because um but you don't have to go out ask, asking people. They actually come to you. It's great.
0: That's lovely. Now look, it has been a tough time of late. So how are your teams coping, both in the current market and, and post things like the cyclone?
2: Do you go first? Yeah. The um we kind of dodged a bullet a little bit with the cyclone. The um the first storms that came through and really did their damage in North Shore, we had a few leaks show up and it highlighted the problems and some of our properties that we needed to take action on so we were lucky enough to have that kind of warning up here so we did take a few steps fix a few roofs and then when the cyclone came through um there was nothing major to report the properties that got here previously um had that little bit of work done that needed to be mm, done and it started around us this time so yeah that, that stitch in time did save nine this time around
0: And Meryn, what about the current sales market? How are your team finding it? The sales market, um, like
3: everywhere else, has uh, been very dependent on what the economy has been doing. However, the market is the market, and we strive to always have a a portion of that. Um, We've got 16 agencies up here, which is um, almost unheard of when you compare Mm. it to Shore or anywhere else in Auckland. So um, we we fit in to that community sector. The the way that the cyclone and the flood particularly has affected the area, people weren't going to open homes and the number of sales plummeted literally uh, for about a month. We're getting back up there again. We've got a lot of new listings coming in now which are really good quality listings. Uh, Buyers are back in the market. Um, for a while, we lost the um, the ones that were investing in property who were probably not living locally, but wanting to invest locally. Um, we're getting those starting to come back slightly with the prospect of the new motorway opening between Puhoy and Walkworth. That is going to cut down travelling time immensely. Uh, when, when you go on to the NX2 group dot com site and watch the drone fly the distance of the um motorway. Mm. Uh it's not even going full hundred K and it does it in just over six minutes. So that indicates to you the amount of time it's going to save. I've only been caught five times um with road closures on the State Highway one, which is remarkable over two and a half years. However, um during that time it causes a lot of disruption. With the new motorway opening, all of that is likely to disappear because the road has been set up in such a way that it's not going to be affected by slips and um, floods. It's also going to bring in a lot of um, interest in the area with people looking to possibly commute or work from home. And it's got a lot to offer, a lot of new developments going up. Uh, At the end of the motorway, you've got uh, Stubbs Farm, which is very similar in respect to what happened at Westgate and also at uh, Silverdale, where they built a a pack and save and everything else revolved around it. Mm. Same thing's happening. And it's going to be a very interesting five years ahead of us.
0: Brilliant. So it sounds like the area makes for a great investment opportunity. Philip, what advice would you have for someone looking at purchasing an investment property in your area, as in what sort of properties make good investment ones? What are are people looking for?
2: Uh, At the moment, I'd say three or four bedrooms. Um, But for a first time investor, I'd, I'd focus on really finding something that's a bit low maintenance and high appeal, you're looking for reasons to rule people into a property as opposed to ruling them out. So if you've got flat access, if it's single level living, if it's close to the buses or the new motorway that Mira's talking about, close to the shops and schools, they're the sort of reasons that make it easier for you to find good quality tenants for the property as opposed to finding you know something for a five or six bedroom home, which really becomes a bit more of a needle in the haystack. So yeah, three or four bedroom, Up here, there's lots of families looking for homes at the moment, especially post-cyclone. And if you are going to go bigger, I would try and diversify the property a bit, a home and income spreads your risk. You've got two tenancies there. You can also get a better return for that as opposed to one six-bedroom home. You'll do far better with a four-bedroom and a two-bedroom on the same site.
0: You just mentioned that you have seen more people post-cyclone looking for rental properties. Are you noticing ones that say down Auckland are having to spread their wings a little bit further to find a place? Yeah, for sure.
2: There are people who are looking further north than maybe they used to. I think the new motorway is drawing a bit of appeal as well. Um, Living down in Whangapurra myself and doing that commute every day, it's not so bad, you know, but I am looking forward to that motorway opening up.
0: Yeah. Why do you think investors should have their investment property managed and not do it themselves, especially in your area?
2: yeah well local knowledge is key for uh, townships and you know the local um tradies that we use we've obviously built up good relationships with those we've got people we can rely on at hard times when you're looking to manage a property or considering doing it yourself you've got to consider what problems you may come across working in a previously we had 560 properties my manager samantha had been in the industry for about 13 14 years We had other property managers there with 10 years plus experience. There's not really many problems that you would come across in a property that somebody around you hasn't come across before. So we're not looking at problems for the first time. We've seen something like this, or one of our colleagues has seen something like this previously. So we're not going to be thinking, well, how do I attack this? Who do I talk to? Or questioning which tradie do I need to call? We've got a wealth of experience within Baffin and Thompson to be able to no, uh, we've seen this before. I know what to do and who to call. and um, We can take action quickly. And when you're talking about protecting a million dollar asset, well, the quicker you can take action to protect it, the better you are.
0: So switching hats now to tenants coming and applying for properties, what advice hmm. do you have for them so they stand out, especially at the moment when you're getting people that have only ever owned their own home, but due to the cyclone, they're now having to rent. How do they stand out for you?
2: Ah, oh, completely applications, probably number one. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people just partially filling their applications out. And it's kind of a barrier to, you know, it's a barrier to entry for them. We're humans at the end of the day. And if you've got a story to tell, more is more. So do fill in your story, explain your situation. There's a workaround for everybody. And you're, although you're dealing with us and the owner, the owner wants to hear that story too sometimes. So the personal touch does definitely make a difference. If you've got any uh, pets in there as well, you've got to create that pet CV. One A4 page, a picture of Charlie who likes walks on the beach is far more appealing than just saying a plus one dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, more is more would be my advice to tenants. Engage with us. We're here to provide a service for the tenants as well as the owners. We represent everybody. Um, so use us to your advantage.
0: Brilliant. Marin any advice for a first-time investor trying to get on the ladder? It's
3: a great area to buy an investment property. Uh, when you look at the price of what you can get here compared to the shore or further out in Auckland, you get a lot more for your money. The rents are slightly lower. However, I think the rental return speaks for itself, particularly if you go by what's Philip just recommended as far as getting a home and income, you can get a really good rental return, which will pay dividends. So as from an investor's point of view, I think um, shop around and make sure that you speak to a a good uh, salesperson who's got a wealth of knowledge in a particular area because they can tell you where to buy and where to avoid Um, going forward also with changes that are happening in the area as well. You really need to know what's likely to go forward in the next five years and where the likely um, speculation could be. There's a lot of speculators out there at the moment who are coming in and asking questions about the area. We have booklets outside a magazine which has got all the sales for the past month. They can see what's happening within the 30 kilometers, what's sold, according to the government valuation and also what's being rented as well. You know, we've 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 not got that many properties on our books at any particular time. That's not being rented because we do such a good job. I've got a great team who actually make sure that we get the right tenants into the, the property, the right fit so that we don't get turnover as much and also we don't get the problems. So I take my hat off to a property management team and also my sales team for providing that, uh, that extra touch to the service.
0: Brilliant. Now, we were chatting earlier with Steve from Whangarei and talking about real estate still being a good career path despite the market. Um, what do you think makes a good real estate agent stand out from the rest?
3: The fact that we've got so many agencies around here, um, you have to stand out from the rest. You have to have points of difference. You have to have the right culture within the office. And that is so important. We've got the right culture. We've recently had a minor refit and we're welcoming new talent into the business. It's not a case of being in the business so long that you're the one that's getting all the business. It's a case of doing the right things to get the business. And from that perspective, we've run a local training academy as such because we get people doing the skills course, support them through the skills course if they've got any questions. they become integrated into our office whilst they're studying. So it's not a case of them having that shock when they start in the first day in the office. It's a case of they've already transitioned into that role. And that's so important because you actually learn a lot from experienced salespeople that you can implement into your business as a new salesperson. So that's the kind of point of difference that I like to implement at my office because I feel that we are welcoming and we provide a lot of support locally, but also through our support center at Shortland Street.
0: Brilliant. What do you think has been your most challenging moment, Maren, in real estate so far?
3: It always takes time to make changes and implement improvements and getting people on board with those changes. And it's probably taken about two and a half years from when I started to actually get to that point where we're getting some really positive feedback, not just from clients and customers walking through the door and the community, but also from the salespeople saying that they feel empowered and they feel supported. So to me, that indicates that we've gone down the right track. Um, It's always a challenge to bring about change in any environment. And it does take time. And the most important thing is to build trust. If you don't have the trust of your team, then you're not going to be really making important decisions that are going to matter. And I think going forward... I'm very, very hopeful that our team is going to grow, and that we're going to have uh, an increasing market share as a result because people will be attracted to our team.
0: Brilliant! What are you both looking forward to for the rest of the year?
2: Oh, getting to know Walkworth better. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I've
2: been here since um since January, um so three months in now. Um, it's it's beautiful up here. It really is. Um, so really, get, getting in the community a bit more. Um, my wife's taken a role up here as well at Sculptureum down the road. So we're both kind of inadvertently moved moved a little further north. So yeah, just really getting to know the area, and uh, yeah, spending time in the community.
0: Awesome, Miran.
2: I'd just like to say,
3: Philip has really, really blended in well and we had a bit of a shock for him the first week he started because we had a his breakfast outside the office and he had to be here six o'clock in the morning to set up so um his coloring his skills came into action at the very first week we were here and it's something that we run uh, on a regular basis so well done Philip. thank, thank you. you philip also um organizes our network group locally as well um so again hats off to philip for continuing that um from Terrin's days uh, before she went on maternity leave. Um, What I'm really, really looking forward to this year is the motorway finally opening and all of those predicted changes that we've made. We have a um, team meeting every week, but we also have a team huddle every Friday afternoon. And each week we pick a different topic to brainstorm. And one of the topics was who's coming in, who's leaving, and what the difference is going to make with that new motorway opening. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the biggest driver over the next five years. The other thing I'm looking forward to this year is actually consolidating on what we've achieved over the last two years and building more strength within the team. Um, Last year, we incorporated an NLP course, which is a neuro-linguistic programming. And it's something that, yeah, hear about you read about but when you actually do it and you see the change that it makes in the way people communicate and interact and engage with their clients it actually has made a big difference to our team and I'd, I'd like to think that doing more of those events and having more training events will help us move forward.
0: Awesome. Well, look, thanks for chatting to us today on Property Matters. If people want to get in touch, they can head to barfoot.co.nz forward slash Walkworth, and you'll find Merrin and Phillips details there. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys.
2: Thank you, Steve. Thank you, you too.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Property Matters. As always, we're live on Mondays at 4.15 on Planet FM. Plus, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever your favorite podcast service sits. We'd love you to keep tuning in. We'd also love you to email us at property matters at barfoot.co.nz if you have any questions you'd like us to answer in the show or perhaps you've got something to offer the investment space come on and chat to us a big thank you to barfoot and thompson for sponsoring us to their marketing team and to matt for promoting the show to adam our editor have a fabulous week and we'll catch you next week